1: That's what they're going for. Um, you can fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. That's a big deal. You can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. That, that personal connection, I believe, to be super important. Again, I'm not a professional. Uh, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash iFanboy today. You get 10% off your first month. That is BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash iFanboy.
0: This is iFanboy Pick of the Week 671, brought to you by Eero. Life is too short for bad Wi-Fi. For $100 off the Eero base unit, two beacons, and one year of Eero Plus, visit Eero.com slash ifanboy in a promo code ifanboy. And ifanboy listeners just like you. Welcome to my fanboy pick of the week, episode 671. My name is Connor Kilpatrick, and joining me, as always, Josh Glanagan.
1: What's up?
0: Or as not not always, mostly. Yeah. Well, I mean,
1: I mean occasionally you will have to
0: take some time off. You're sure. you're not a slave to the to the machine.
1: Well, <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we are a fanboy. We read a bunch of comics, to, and some weeks are better than others. And when one, then the person deemed the pick of the week person I'm, – I'm wildly off script. Uh, and I was, do it. <laughs> like do have, it. Go. Fight through it. It's like we have done this for 19 years. Uh, the person who has that uh, honor picks their favorite book. Called the, 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 We called it the pick of the week. We'll talk about that book, other books from the week, the patron picks and listener mail if we have time, but we've been going long lately. But whatever. Who cares? We do. <laughs> I do care. I have stuff to picks, do. It takes longer to do post-production. People, Everyone who says it doesn't matter how long the show is, it does matter. And also,
1: I do this in the middle of my work day.
0: The show doesn't appear as if for magic. It's true. So anyway, despite the grumbling that you just heard, it's fun. We have a good time. It's our our favorite time of of the
1: week. The fact that we go along is because we're like, this is fun. Let's keep going. And then afterwards, like, ah, crap.
0: Oh, yeah. Spoiler warning. There's some spoilers this week, so it's the review show. Be careful. Plug your ears. Turn the iPad off.
1: Do people listen on iPads? I guess they could. Oh, yeah, totally. I almost said iPod. Well, I'm sure there's somebody out there. I I guarantee you that amongst our listenership, there's a person who's like, smartphones are dumb. I'm still using my third gen iPod. It works fine. I guarantee it. This week, Josh Flanagan had to pick. Yes, unfortunately, that was the case. Um, I'm not going to tell you that it was an exciting week of comics because... It It it, wasn't bad, just nothing was exciting. Yeah, I was just like, I can't talk about this again, this one. But if you're listening, then that means you probably saw what the pick was. And the pick for this week is uh, Dynamite's The Lone Ranger number 5, which, I'll just preface this before everything else, we just heard was uh, shit-canned with this issue. So it was an ongoing, and now it's a five-issue mini, that's done. Yeah, that was disappointing
0: to find out right before the show. Um, you know, as as we said before, we don't read the news. And so we were looking up something and uh, and uh, stumbled across an article saying that the the series had been truncated to
1: five. And it kind of felt like a final issue, if I'm being honest, now that I look back on it. Yes, it did. And I don't know if that was planned. I mean, it definitely was the end of an arc, for sure. Um, you know, I, I think that what we've got here is uh, Mark too smart for his own good Russell. Yeah, and it's a bummer because I really – we've talked about almost every issue, I think, or maybe every issue in yeah. the series. I,
0: I really love this five-issue run. I love the Lone Ranger and Tonto, um, and I think Mark Russell's brought a really fun vibe to the book, And as we discussed, without it being too Mark Russell-y. Yep. Um, and I don't sigh because of him. I sigh because we, we're running out of things to say. But this yes. is one of the books where – it was a Lone Ranger book first, and, and then there's Mark Russell commentary second. And I really enjoyed – his take on the Lone Ranger and Tonto's relationship. And they it's not obviously a realistic version of the Wild West, but it's a fun version of the Wild West.
1: I do think that there is, there's a, there's a real problem, I think, trying to sell this property at this time to this audience. Um, it's, to, you know, even I was like, I don't know if I want to read a Lone Ranger book, partially because I've read a lot of Lone Ranger books, and, and most of them haven't really stuck with me. Um, so if you're, you know, Dynamite's thing and IDW's thing and whoever's to sort of take these properties and sell them largely based on that recognition. And it might be that this, this property is a little long in the tooth. Um well, I
0: give them credit, though, for putting a guy like Russell on, because yeah. this is the fifth volume, I think, that Dynamite's done of Lone Ranger. Yeah. And um, they didn't have to,
1: you know, put a, a writer like him yeah. on there. they probably would have the, sold about the same amount. Although, we wouldn't have been talking about it if they just, you know, got some dude... right. So um, to be
0: fair, the first, the second the, the previous volume to this one, which debuted in two thousand twelve, uh, which was written by Andy Parks. Mm-hmm. I believe we talked about it maybe. Oh yeah. Uh, with twenty five issues. Oh wow. Really?
1: I'm guessing the margins are thinner now than they were seven and
0: years 2006, ago. Two
1: thousand six the two thousand six volume.
0: I'm just looking all this up now as we talk, which was Brett Matthews and Sergio Cariello. We definitely talked about that book. Yep. Uh, that one also went twenty-five issues. Hmm. So, what I'm saying is, Mark Russell got sh- he got shortchanged because the previous two volumes got to go two years.
1: Yeah, so well, that's you know, it, it is a, it is a different world in comics for that in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, uh, you know, the like end of the day, though, we're the, the market is what it is, and the economics, and and there's all sorts of stuff involved with that that we kind of understand, but don't fully. But but the real the real thing is is that we had five issues of this which was a very good um story you know you would be able to pick up his trade if you like mark russell this is great for you if you like uh uh lone ranger or western comics this is going to be great for you if you like uh bob q who is a superhuman uh, artist uh who <laughs> who does two books at the same time and colors and inks all of them uh then he's there for you too um you think he'd be more minimalist but he really doesn't shortchange
0: you in the in the background, in the in the in the um, world building, maybe it, that's why it, they canceled uh, it. Maybe it killed him. He was just falling apart. Yeah, <laughs> his doctor said you have
1: to stop drawing. <laughs> one book, please. No, I must bring adventures of the West to young minds. Um, I think that for me, what really worked with this uh, was the sensibility uh, in in two ways. Uh, is is one? There is a real likable. Affability, which is uh, redundant; those are the same words. Mm-hmm. Um, to to the Lone Ranger, yeah. In this, there's a there's definitely sort of a. I don't really know what I'm doing, but I'm kind of having fun, and I'm kind of confident about it, and I'm a little over my head, but I think we're going to be okay. I, I don't, I, you know, there's probably an actor who you could associate with that really well, and well, then, we, we used to talk about the spirit. Darwin cooks. The spirit was like that, and yeah. we used to
0: say that he was sort of the George Clooney yeah. of superheroes.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I, 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 was thinking of that, but I don't think that this Lone Ranger is necessarily George Clooney. But it, it, it's a thing like that, sort of. Yeah. Um, I think the characterization of that of him was was really pretty good, and then also how he uh, interacts with with Tonto, and even saying Tonto feels wrong to me. That's that's where we're at. I'm like, okay, no, that's his actual name because it's been used as sort of a, a shorthand for for Native Americans for such a long time. But th- there is a line that you're walking there with those characters, and I think that Russell walked it really well. Um. And he brought a reality and a grounding to uh, Tonto that maybe Johnny Depp didn't necessarily. Um, Although it's it's a very similar dynamic to the film in which yeah. Tonto's the more
0: badass, competent one. and The Lone Ranger's kind of – he's kind of goofy but
1: he still still can
0: get it done at the end of the yep.
1: day. Um, sort of similar dynamic, and then on the other side you have you, have, you literally cartoonish mustache-twisting villains, um, and then at the end you you introduce this sort of Garth Ennis like villain, um, yeah. which I th- I think that's what put it over the top for me. Mm-hmm. I really liked that you know like there's a little just bit in here where. Uh, the deal was: if you don't pay this guy, he comes back and gets you. And and you know, because he's he's just super awful. And it, it literally is a character out of Preacher. I, I mean, not literally, but as closest to that as possible. If this yeah, he's character, the hitman hit, hit that was hurt, that was
0: hired by the ranchers to kill Lone Ranger yep. Tonto, and he's he's a he's a cannibal. We talked about him in the last issue. Yeah, a cannibal who, who was a kid in the in the Civil War prison camps and. Uh, He's so badass that everyone's afraid of him, and if you don't pay his contract, then he comes back and kills you. Like, that's, you have to only hire him if you can afford him, and of course, at the end of the last issue, when they were they went to go pay him, the gold was missing from the safe that they had put aside to pay him, and and then it was, you know, what happened, the Little Ranger Thunder were thought dead, and so where'd the gold go, and now they're in trouble, because this guy's going to kill him, and... And everything, everything goes to hell in this
1: issue. So we, we right. So the we come back. First page is there. They had just found out at the very end of the last issue that the money's gone. So this takes up that exact next moment. There must be a mistake. And then so the 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 bad guy. I'm going to call it Connor. It's Connor, yeah. <laughs> uh, two ends though, which apparently everyone thinks is your name too. Um, yeah. you know, says no, it's fine. You got three days. And and then, like they wake up the next day, and the sort of henchman is missing his foot. Um and then the best part about that is that he's in every page of the book after that, looking sad with one foot. <laughs> it's very like Sopranosy. Yeah. You know, like the yeah. the poor me. And also kinda of, like he's a bad guy. He's got an eye patch, you know, he's You know, they didn't even let him rest. Like nope. Oh, you got your foot removed in the middle of the night after you got
0: doped with Laudanum, like You've got to stand here and guard the meeting with one foot. Come along, not that's, late, not late That's hard. Yep. That's, I do that in yoga class. That's not easy when
1: I have two feet I can fall back on. Yeah, and also we're in the 1800s here, so right. there is an issue there. Uh, you know, and, and like the, the solution isn't a big gunfight, uh, at least not between the heroes and the villains. The villains fight with each other and Tonto's like, if your, villains are, if your enemies are going to fight each other, let them. Uh, you know, and then there's sort of an economic solution to it. And, uh, you know, basically at every chance that you expected a zig, uh, Russell through in a little bit of a zag instead to keep it interesting the whole way through, but have it all fit together.
0: Yeah, we find out how basically how the Lone Ranger Tonto outsmarted everybody because yeah. it sort of happened in the last issue in the background. So here it, sort of, it reveals the magician's
1: secrets and <laughs> and then they win.
0: And there's a gat, Gatling gun.
1: I thought it was nice that the lady uh, made fried chicken for the, for the— for the evil man before she left. But then he was mad that there were no drumsticks, which is a callback to the first issue when he wanted the drumsticks. I think it's sort of sad. Like, Oh, he doesn't even get that. He doesn't deserve it. No, he doesn't deserve, it. The man does the, not deserve a drumstick. And then, you know, it's over because they literally rode off into the sunset on the last page. And it's at the end. I just assumed it was the end of the arc, but yep. I guess whatever. it's such a bummer. And I like, we've talked about this a lot. I've talked about, we've talked about Mark Russell. a lot. We've talked about Bob Q a lot. Um, but really, like I read a bunch of books, and they were fine. I didn't read like I read a couple of bad books, but you know, I, I, but there just wasn't something to make the pick of the week. And I, I got down to the loan. The Lone Ranger was the last book I had, and I was like, "This will be funny if like this is the best book." And it was. It was clearly five pages into. It, I was like, "Oh, this is the best book I've read this week." It was. There was. There was not a chance. And then, of course, the next day, you see it's canceled, which is so me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, it was, the news
0: wasn't announced. The next day. We just saw the news. Yeah. So was clarify for everybody. We, we were looking before the show. And uh, yeah. So it's a bummer. It's of course. So this is the second uh, issue three – issue four. Last issue was also the pick of the week. So
1: um, it was a good book. It's really good. Yeah, it, it was. And I'm, I'm sorry there won't be more of it. But, you know, the, the other side is if you've heard us talk – I mean, most of the time, if we talk about a book this often, and, and this, this is really something that's good, or something that we really like, and if you've been listening to us for this long, and you like the kinds of things we do, then you go pick this trade up, man. Maybe if yeah. the trade sells, they they commission another mini series at some point. Because, uh, you know, the thing is, like, here it's a, eh, I was going to say it's like a setup, but it kind of wasn't. They just kind of threw us into it. But a lot of times, if you know, the, the creative team gets a chance to stretch out in later arcs, because yeah. they don't have to do the heavy lifting so much. And I was looking forward to that part. <clears throat>
0: Um Bob Q I'm really curious I mean I know he's got I know he's doing the James Bond book but I'm really curious to see what he do, what does next. Um he's terrific. I wonder if he's under contract to Dynamite cuz cuz James Bond is also Dynamite, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, so yep. I'm curious to see what where he where his name shows up cuz he's really good. He has a really fun, energetic style. It's it's a little on the cartoony side, which I like lo- like a lot. But uh, he 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 does big action really well, um, dy- dynamic stuff really well. We talked about that before. He does the colors.
1: The colors yeah. are good. It's it's. Wait, am know, I right? Yeah, no, I am right. It's uh, the other guy's doing the the letters. So yeah, yeah, he does it all with one foot. I don't know if he is. I assume he has two feet. I, I'm, oh, I was gonna assume he had. One. I always assume everyone has one foot. I don't want to. <laughs>
0: <laughs> this is great. This is a this is a really fun five issue story. If you like Lone Range, if you like westerns, if you like Mark Russell, um,
1: if you like good comics, it's, it's it's well worth it. I love this miniseries. Yep, and uh, I actually fell off it right after the first one because I missed it, and then I, I I'm glad I got back in. Um, well, if you fall off the horse, Josh, you have to get back on it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah. Jessica Jones, the Purple Daughter number two. I'm very confused. We talked about – this is the third time this book's been talked about on the show. Did we talk about it in the past tense before?
1: You and I talked about it not on the week that it came out, and we may not have even been on the show.
0: Well, Ryan talked about it previously when you were right, on the
1: show. when I wasn't sorry. I,
0: then I guess the second time was you talking about it having
1: pre- read it previously. Yes. yes. Uh, that makes sense. So this, okay. is, the, this is the second uh, digital release, um, digital original, uh, Jessica Jones, Purple Daughter. This contains chapters three and four. Uh, The first issue contained chapters one and two. Um, Mm -hmm. It's written by Kelly Thompson, whose dialogue I was vicious about not too long ago on the show. And uh, uh, I I sort of picked this up because I I love Jessica Jones and the Purple Man as a story. And it should be played out by now, uh, Mm -hmm. but it's not. Um, And... Uh, I, I really enjoyed that first issue a, a, a lot. And it, it really – because basically the idea that uh, – and I know Ryan talked about this, so I will very quickly recap. Oh. Uh, uh, Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage uh, became an item uh, in the events of the first Alias uh, series. And they went on to get married and had a child uh, who has been a toddler for well over a decade. Um, <laughs> and uh, in, in this story, she has turned purple.
0: Right. She looks exactly the-, the same. Wasn't that the cliffhanger at the end of the Jessica Jones last miniseries or series
1: was that the kid was purple at the end? It might have been. I don't remember where it starts. I think that might have been the case. But, you know, basically this – the last – the first chapter started off with she's purple and her and Luke are trying to deal with it. And what it does is this great – you know, in story terms, this is not a big action story – but all of this doubt is now cast because that's what the purple man does: is that you can't trust anything, you can't trust your feelings, you can't trust your memories, you can't trust the person you love the most. And and Luke Cage has been super super understanding about everything, and this was the thing that sort of broke him a little bit because he's like, well, what if he's what if the, my daughter's not mine? What or what's going on? Maybe it's not even really happening. Just nothing. Is is uh, even close to certain? And this right. is, and, and he's. I think it's in this this issue that there's. Actually, she is putting um, the kid to bed. Luke and the daughter moved out basically because uh, he didn't trust Jessica. Not because he he didn't want to, but he just couldn't know, and he had to protect his daughter. Um, and and she puts she visits and puts the girl to bed, and then she comes out and she overhears um Iron Fist and, and Power Man talking. And it's a really nice scene where he's sort of laying it all out there. He's like, I feel bad and I, I don't want to do that. I don't know what to do. But in the end, he goes, you know, at the end, this is my family. I'm going to stick with them no matter what. Um, it, it was I, it was, it was, a really good set of dialogue uh, and mm-hmm. writing and a character moment that I really appreciated. And everybody did have their distinctive voices. And I think that um, Thompson has a really good handle on Jessica Jones in this um, comic book version. And also the Original comic book version was sort of one way, and she's come a long way since then in terms of character development. She was a, a drunken, lone, lonely person. She's still a drunkard, but she's not quite as lonely now. But it feels like she's got a family. She's got yeah, but know, it, it, it feels and... like a continuation of that. This, this feels like the correct character. And I was going to say not the TV show, but the TV show actually got it pretty close too. Um, yeah. And you know, it, it's a really compelling story. And then so there's something going on with the Purple Kids. Uh, from yep. from the Daredevil uh, um, series, yep. which wasn't great, and there's just like there's a mystery. Like she's a detective, she's trying to figure out what's happening. So we're getting bit by bit. She calls in the help of Emma Frost on this one. Um, really great stuff with Emma Frost, who is written like a British person. So I looked up, is she British? And the answer is no, she's not British. But a lot of people seem to think that she talks like she is. She's from Boston. Yeah, which is it'd be better to read it like. But it was, it, of course not. That might bloody kill her, even if he does work out the way you hope. There's some reason why this has been. Whatever you know,
0: she's she she affected a British right. persona Like, like Madonna many years
1: ago. Right. Know? Yeah. Or like a like kids who like Monty Python. Whatever. Yeah. Uh but you know, it's 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 very like noirish. Every time you turn a corner, there's somebody else there to beat you in the head and you don't expect it. And it keeps happening and you know, everybody's like, Don't do this and, and she's gotta go through it in any way. It's a PI story. Um, and then the the purple man stuff's always really good. Um I I really I've been digging this. I, I saw it was out this week and I went, Yeah. I was excited to sort of get to it again. So uh, you know, people have different sides is my point.
0: <laughs> well, I mean some 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 characters work better than others with a certain record.
1: Yeah, and, yeah. and also, you know, sometimes uh, creators will take a different approach to different types of stories, and, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. Naomi number two, Brian Bendis, David Walker, Jamal Campbell. Um, what would you think of this? I read number one after you told me to, um, and I read this one. Um, I liked it. I think it's a little – I'm two issues in. And I feel like it hasn't gotten very far. Like I felt it, it, like the first issue actually kind of bugged me in that it was a little too vague for too long with not much happening, which is you know, which is a story choice. It's not necessarily bad, but I kind of wanted them to get to something. So at the end of this issue, I think we finally get somewhere. But it feel like it took a long, really long time to get there. This and feels I hope- to me
0: like very classic Bendis. Yes. Yeah. This is this is the very. This feels like Bendis of. Twenty years ago, you know, very decompressed, a lot of dialogue. It feels very creator-owned-y. Creator yeah. And I like that a lot. I'm okay with, with the slow burn if it's interesting
1: here. I, I, th- I think there was a little too much of going back and forth with their friends and, and no real information coming to light. That's <clears> the, <throat> I think that's what I, I – and, you know, right now everybody's a mystery – that's kind of like our, the parents hiding a, th- a secret is the mechanic hiding a secret is you know uh, I don't know if it's his daughter then he picked her up by the head and threw her outside that's weird Yeah, she's got superpowers so he knows she can take it yeah do we know that I didn't I don't feel like I saw that I was looking for that she she will have powers yes for sure okay fair
0: enough um, uh, I, I mean, it's, to me it's similar to the beginning of you know, Ultimate Spider-Man. Yep. Where you know nothing, you know, didn't really come together till the sixth issue, which was, uh, you know, some people didn't like. I didn't mind it. So I'm, I'm, I trust Bendis enough sure. to know he's got a plan for this. I like don't, that. you know. Yeah. And I don't David Walker. Love the execution.
1: And David Walker's really great too. I I really dig the art too. I think I like the, uh, I don't know, it's a very modern feeling, but the fact that like the uh, the mechanic guy is just massive and silly i think i think sometimes it's really fun to do that with those kinds of characters you know like yep. we saw the the rhino in a bunch of comics this week um by the way both spider-man comics shouldn't have the rhino in them at the same time just <laughs> just a just a um, note uh well there's three spider-man comics um, whatever does that
0: also have the rhino in it he didn't have the, the rhino was not in that one this week okay. uh oh um for the art it I think that I think I read this week that that they are taking a break between arcs because the art takes a long time. Sure, but if it looks like this, it's fine.
1: I, yeah, no, and I, 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 yeah, I, I think we got I think we got greedy with art as consumers, and so that's fine for me.
0: Well, you know, we complain we and everyone complains about house styles and DC guys who look the same, and uh, you know the artists who all look in the same sort of style. And mm-hmm. if you want people like this who have a really distinct look and are really talented, sometimes it takes a little longer. And especially yeah. with books that come out every two weeks, they can't sustain this level of quality. So, uh, I'm okay with a monthly book that takes like a, b- a break a month yeah. off between between. I, art I, and
1: I think. I mean, I think the problem is that the economics probably dictate that you know the the books that come out regularly, even if the art suffers, probably you know make more money. They're probably more successful. So, I know you got to tread that line, but at a certain yeah. point, you got to hold the line.
0: I, I'm I, I'm into it. Yeah. I'm in, I'm into what he's doing with these Wonder Comics books.
1: I, I hope that he gets to keep doing them.
0: Yeah, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number two. I didn't love the first issue, but I really enjoyed this one. I thought you might.
1: I, that was the yeah. thought I had. I, I, I felt like they got moving again. We keep we always talk about the heavy lifting of first issues, and I think those are some, those are sometimes the best ones, but sometimes the hardest ones. Um, but if you mm-hmm. get a lot of that work out of the way, uh, then what you get what you get after that is, uh, is better. I think. I, again like this I, this gets i i don't know if it's just me that it gets confusing like we have rhino in a bunch of books and then in this this week we have peter quill in a bunch of books and i was like wait which one's doing what because we had old man <laughs> quill come out this week too and i really want them to stagger those um yeah i i i, I i'm actually quill's floppy hair I, you know what i don't actually know what he's supposed to look like His anymore hair. i kind of don't remember what he looked like before the movies, and I don't expect him to look like. <laughs> no, I don't either. I just, I just, I don't know Peter Quill well enough to know if it's yeah. his appropriate Peter Quill hair. Who knows? I mean, he's sad about his girlfriend, so, you know, that that's that's a thing. I, th- I think what's funny here, fun here is that um, I kind of have to learn who all these characters are again mm-hmm. as we go through this, which is kind of like, I, I've heard of Moon Dragon before, but I don't actually remember anything about her. I know right. we have. Uh, is that a, is, is that Cosmic Ghost Rider? Or is that a different? It is. Who's also it's in another the same book. Ghost Rider? Yeah, yeah. Who's also another book that came out this week? Um, <laughs> Jesus. They're just the books are coming
0: out like shotgun blasts, and it's hard to keep it's yep. hard to keep track of. everything.
1: And then some 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 shit went down with Star Fox or Eros, who's a different oh, yeah, character. He got than blown Star up,
0: Fox. and now he's he's paralyzed, and it's, it's like Two Face.
1: Yeah, and now the, and then there's a big like. Um, The big twist, I guess, at the end is, and there's the spoiler part that we warn you about, is that, you know, they they unpack Nebula from a crate, apparently. Um, And then she's like, yeah, I'll help you find, you know, and kill my sister because she hates her and they haven't seen Guardians 2, um, which is fine. And she's like, oh, that boyfriend she has is totally going to mess this up, but she loves him. And you think they're going to be talking about Quill, but actually they're talking about Richard Rider Nova. And I was like, fuck yeah, Nova.
0: Yeah, I thought the same thing. It was like, oh, heroic's boyfriend is gonna be the trouble one. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, yeah, he's he's quill and then turn the page and Richard Rudder flying and awesome one page shot of
1: That's Donny uh, Cates doing a classic superhero comic page turn move. Yep. And that Perfect. was I, I I was like, All right, props, that's that's the right way to go. That's good stuff. Jeff Shaw's terrific. We
0: talked about him a sure. bunch. He's done a lot of books with Donny Cates and he has a really great offbeat style where people look kind of strange. Yeah. And it works. It totally works. And he's really good with, with like action pages. But also, he's, he's there's a lot of silent stuff in here, which he does really well too. So mm-hmm. um, I'm digging it. Even if I feel like I'm not quite on the, have a handle on everything, I still really like it. And uh, there,
1: There's a thing that can happen, and this is mostly with Marvel books for me, where it's like this, where I sort of half know the characters and you're going along through it. And I don't quite know who everybody is. That makes me feel like a kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, like, that's what I remember from reading Marvel when I was a kid. So what
0: I can tell here is that Cosmic Ghost Rider quits the team. And then he joins up with, with Star Fox's evil Guardians team. Mm-hmm. That's, that's Is that correct? Is that what happened? I think. He walks out after getting in a fight with everybody and says, yeah. I'm out. And then then we see fo- the star fox reveal with the messed up face and the the, the wheelchair and then he's there with the other guys. Was that Black Knight with them?
1: I mean, let me look again.
0: Well, anyway, it doesn't matter. The point is so he guess he's joined the other side.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Why is it, is his head always been floating in a jar like that? <sighs> if he's got the helmet on, I guess. Yeah. It's weird. He didn't talk Did you notice he didn't talk like a Texan anymore? Which is also strange, because it's the same writer.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> He's totally I know.
1: there's a reason we don't know it. I think I feel like I this is a this is a work. This is the thing that's happening.
0: Yeah. American Cards number four. Um, I know we gave a spoiler warning, but I don't think I'm going to spoil the ending because I know fewer people are reading this in other books. Yep. But uh, this this was a comic that genuinely shocked me this week. And that's really great. Four issues in, this is a really, really... We talked about every issue. This is a great book. The Leandro Fernandez art is terrific. There's a lot of really spooky, moody pages in here. Yep. And the the imagery can be tough in this book because it's about racism and racists and... Violence and guns. But, like, the hitman who wears the racist Obama mask is really unsettling. And that entire scene was terrific he's like evil v yeah racist v for victory it's that scene was incredible this that was to me the best the best sequence of in comics this week i just i was on the as soon as the our main character walks into this hotel room the guy's sitting there in his bed with a shotgun as soon as that happened till the end of the book i was on the edge of my seat like i was literally tensed up reading it it was really good
1: do you think this is what happened is real yeah this is a faint he's probably got a vest on or something
0: I don't know. There's a lot of blood.
1: Well, it's a sawed-off shotgun, so it's going to have a short-range spray, leave a yeah. lot of pellets around there. It could be, it could be, it's a wounding implement. That's just not
0: – I mean, it would be a crazy twist. I don't know if you, it would if be you, if you if you if you set up the story like this and then take we fuck it. There's it's somebody else. Thing. The main character gets shot with a shotgun in the chest. Which yeah, gave you a spoiler warning. We can't. T- we we're having trouble talking about it without talking about it. So. Right. It would be really interesting to take the main character off the board for as in. But I feel like they, they, they did too much work laying all the groundwork on him
1: to do that. That and there's not another... There's no one else that takes place. Right. There's no other protagonist. I, th- I mean, like, we've, we've compared this to Scalped before. And I think there were times where we thought that um, Dash had been killed or something like that. Right. So again, there wasn't really somebody... There's lots of people to take the villain role sure. in this sure. uh you know then the other thing is that we we kind of the daughter who you think like it's we it's it's a nice sort of gray air where it's it's back and forth like is she sweet on this guy and i don't mean like is she interested in him but is she accepting him or is right. is she not and it turns out that you know she's she's seeing all the things like there's something wrong about him he's not he doesn't act like a junkie and the dad's too, like we he's need too, him yeah he's too help- helpful he's too, too nice too, too eager yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's that, there's a sort of, and then the, the scene with her and the detective was great. There was, yeah. you know, all this sort of quiet tension there. Um. This is a great crime book. Yeah, it is. And you notice and at I the end. I was
0: genuinely shocked by it.
1: Yeah. And at the end, uh, Brian dropped the Edward and he was just Brian Hill in this. So. Right. So he's, he's, he's cutting things down. <laughs> he's- and apparently he's totally not quitting comics. He told me that, but I've seen him, you know, like tell a bunch of other people like, no, nah, no, nah, no, it's just. Having a moment, <laughs> which is good. I don't I'll want have to put in comments. Yep, that's why Twitter is no good. You got if you're in a bad mood, you get away from that thing. This episode of My Fanboy is brought to you by Eero. Eero is the next generation, the the router we have all needed for the Wi-Fi in our lives. The single router model does not work anymore. It's too much high bandwidth going through your house. We we're, we're streaming stuff. I'm recording podcasts in the basement, and and then the TV going on upstairs. what's oh, no, going on upstairs? And, <laughs> Who even well? I can tell. I have a very my house makes a lot of noises if you move around. So, and usually when things are streaming, it is quieter. It's not. you know, it it could be a dance party. I don't know. But the physics work out like this. Wi-Fi waves don't go through walls very well. They will, but you're going to notice a lot of slowdown. So you're you're. It's like asking a light bulb in your living room to light up your master bedroom. You can't do it. So the solution here is a distributed system. This is what offices have had for a really long time, but it used to cost a lot more, and now not so much. So with Eero, you can get enterprise grade Wi-Fi in your home in just a few minutes. You just download the Eero app on your iOS or Android device. It's going to walk you through each step of the process. It's super quick and easy. I have done this. Um, you know, the they don't, Regular Wi-Fi that you've been using for a long time doesn't optimize and they're hard to manage. And you know that when you go into the admin screen, it's, it's quite a bit of, uh, there's a lot of stuff there. And you really- You have I, a degree in IT. You really don't. You know what? I actually know an IT professional friend of mine one day, and I was having trouble with my router. And he goes, I don't know how to do that stuff. <laughs> and I was like, see, this is this is the deal. But that Euro app lets you sort of manage all that stuff in a much more user-friendly way uh, than any other one I've used. Um, this is absolutely true. Um, you can create a guest network, so you can share it with others. It's protected with state-of-the-art WPA2 encryption. It controls the hardware and software for the whole network, and it makes sure that you're always secure. Um, one of my favorite things to do is I can open up the app, and I can always see what my bandwidth is um, across everything. I can see all the... I very easily see... All the devices that are connected and where and what they're streaming. Um, with you know, with my kids, I can. I could limit what devices can do what, when I can, I can screw with my wife and I can lock her device off. So she can't make it work, which she is not a fan of, but it is fun to do. Um, <laughs> and if you're all of man. this still isn't easy enough, I did it once. I'm not doing it again. Um, <laughs> uh, if you, if you still having trouble, their, inc- their customer support is incredible. Uh, you will have a Wi-Fi expert if you call up within 30 seconds. Uh, if you have problems with the other connected devices during setup, their experts will walk you through everything. Um, They'll also help if you're not sure uh, what sort of Eero setup you should need. Tell them about your house, tell them about your space, and they'll say, you know, this many beacons is good, this this isn't. I have uh, I have um, the main sort of base unit in my living room, and then I have another one sort of in the opposite corner of the house downstairs, and then I have another one up in the hallway upstairs. And I'm I'm getting much faster speeds than I was with my old, which was a, my old router, which was a very nice router, um, or expensive anyway. Um, I thought it was working fine, then I set up the Eero, and I was like, oh, this is even better. Um there's That's also why Euro. you can do the Hangouts from anywhere. It's anywhere true. In the house. It's true. And uh, you don't. You don't. I, we used to have a rule that when we were doing podcasts and we had to be plugged in, right? Um, and I don't do that anymore. And, and we don't have. I don't have dropouts. I don't have bandwidth problems. Uh, it's. It's all like it needs to be, which is super helpful for us anyway. Uh, there's also Euro Plus. Uh, this is their total network protection, advanced security with content and ad blocking. Uh, there's the ability to block malicious and unwanted content across your entire network. It's advanced security. Uh, it'll check the sites that you visit against a database of millions of known threats. Uh, they will present you, prevent you from accidentally visiting malicious sites without slowing anything else down. Uh, there's contact blocking, content blocking. that's automatically tagged sites that contain violent, illegal, or adult content. So you can choose what your kids are watching, uh, you know, what they can and can't see. Uh, you can do that right through the app. Um, Ad blocking—you've got annoying ads and pop-up ads on devices. It will improve load times for those sort of websites, and uh, you'll stream, you know, browse faster than you will in the other stuff. There's third-party security apps. There's VPN protections from Encrypt.me, password management from One One Password. That's that's a brand name. Uh, and of course, there's antivirus software from Malwarebytes. So that is a big part of it that you can add to the to the process. And uh, with the offer they've got going right now, uh, for our listeners, it's hundred dollars off the Eero base unit and two beacons package, which is what I have. Plus you add in a year of Eero plus, uh, to that, that service is included with that. So really you're, you're saving 200 bucks off. Um, you can get to, uh, Euro.com slash ifanboy. And when you check out, enter the code ifanboy. Uh, and that's how they know that we sent you. Uh, and I, I, uh, wholeheartedly recommend it. I, I really, I really like what this has done in my home. Love Romances. You need a little love this week, Josh. I had to check the title that Love Romances was correct. It's a weird title. It's a weird title. Uh, these are four short stories in the vein of the sort of uh, throwbacky comics that we've been talking about. There was the the war one, and then what was the other one? Western? Western one, yeah. Yeah. Um, and because I would enjoyed those so much, I actually read this, because um, I might not have otherwise. Uh, you've got four four short stories uh, written by Gail Simone, Dennis Hallam, formerly Dennis Hopeless, but he's trying to go back to his real name, Margot Mot- M- Moten, Motin, uh, and John Adams, not that one. Uh Whoa. <laughs> Yeah. Whoa. Um, my favorite founding father. Why
0: wasn't this bigger news? Uh, did you read this? No, I thought about it, but... This was a week where I didn't have a lot of time for extra comic reading.
1: It was um, it was one of those half-half things. Some of them were pretty good. Some of them weren't. Uh, the the thing that was interesting there was a there's sort of a wordless cartoon in here, uh, which is uh by Margot Margot Motin and uh, Paco, Dorbling Carter, which is just about sort of a a a sad dude whose wife or girlfriend has passed away, and you know you sort of see his ghost or her ghost, behind him in the house. It's done in a really sweet sort of cartoony style. Um, it's kind of sad, but it's kind of touching and everything. I really enjoyed that story. Um, then uh, the the Dennis I want to call him hopeless, but I'm trying not to, did this weird story about about a sort of overprotective father uh, in looks like turn-of-the-century New Orleans. And then finally, the last one is this sort of creepy sci-fi uh, story about two, like like a couple, and she decides that they, they love each other so much that they should become robots so they can be with each other forever. They transfer their consciousness into a robot. And he's like, sure, that's great. I've signed us up this weekend. So, panel two literally is them standing around looking at their new robot's bodies, and his body has like a dumpy face and like like a receding hairline. He's like, so this isn't the robot I was supposed to get. And she's like, yeah, we're out of that inventory. And so, the girl leaves him within two weeks, and then he's alive forever. And then he kills himself by throwing himself into a trash can. Um, wakes up wow. 200 years Very later. romantic. Wakes up 200 years later during the, the robot wars. <laughs> Falls in love with one of the aliens. I literally had to look. I was like, is this a Mark Russell story? Because if you <laughs> hadn't told me that it was written by John Adams, not that one, and with yeah, art I'm by, by uh, Tamara Bonvillain, it, it reads just like a, a Mark Russell type story. It, it mm. Same beats, same sense of humor. Um, really fun art. Uh, so you know the other stories were were okay. i I didn't love them. Um, but those two, I thought were were really good. All right, you've convinced me I downloaded. it. okay. Seven to
0: eternity, thirteen. We haven't talked about this book in years. I don't think this is gonna be what you think it's gonna be. I don't know. i I, I stopped reading this, yeah, five issues in or so.
1: yeah, i i as I, soon as as soon as uh, Pena left the first time, I didn't he get only t- he only took one issue off he or, didn't he? I don't know. He drew this uh, one. The point is, it's gorgeous. And I will read this just to look at the art. You know, I get Opeña's thing. He's right up there with like a a Frank Quitely type of thing where he's only going to be able to do so much work because of the way that his work looks. Or uh, who's that? There's there's a couple of guys like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And you just, you take it. I have no idea what is happening in this story anymore. None. At a certain point in this issue, I just stopped reading it and started looking at it. Yeah, and that's I think that's I mean that's mostly why I stopped
0: reading. Yeah, I was, I was having a lot. Of, but the thing about all those books that remember put out all at once, um, that you know, however many years ago that was, was that I found for the most part, they read better collected, because mm-hmm. they were really dense storytelling wise. Yeah, um, and there was a deadly big... class worked okay in issues and yep. Black Science. Although I, we, I was often hanging on by my fingernails with Black Science, as the characters were, but Seven so to Eternity and Low. Um, books like that, I, uh, I, I, I went to trades on it's cause I just, I just couldn't keep up with the story.
1: Yeah. And I, I think low, low in this one specifically, uh, but I'm compl- like, I kind of know who, who some of the characters are, mm-hmm. but it's been such a long time and it's so, um, it's dense. Like it, there's a lot of sort of prosaic type of speaking in this and, and I, sure. I yeah, and you are supposed to like you know who's really good and who's evil or whatever and like I have no idea like it's not even they're not even fooling me because I don't know I don't even blame you for uh, reading it for the art because
0: LoPena it, is a is a special talent oh yeah yeah and, no I, yeah, I we don't get to see him very often I remember I, he just posted on Instagram a, a variant cover he did for Justice League and it was incredible
1: yeah no I, uh, yeah I have no I have no like I felt like, I didn't feel like it was a waste of my time if I had yeah. you know I'm buying and paying for this comic book I wouldn't be like Pfft, I didn't even like it because it did. I liked looking at it. I'm fine with that. I want him, I want him to do whatever it is he wants, and I will read whatever that work is. No problem.
0: Right. Uh, let's talk about Middle West. Have you read Middle West? I have been reading Middle West. Yes. Oh, good, because Ryan, when you were off the show, Ryan, helped our our fill-in host mentioned it. I hadn't read the first issue, and I saw, but he was very persuasive, so I went back and read it. I enjoyed the first issue, mm-hmm. and uh, been reading it ever since. And kind of like. Seven to Eternity, but not quite as much. I'm mostly in this for the Jorge Corona art Mm -hmm. and the Jean-Francois Bellieu colors. Um, It's terrific. This book looks gorgeous. Yeah. And I like the concept, you know, sort of Middle Earth in the Middle West of the U.S. And it's got this, you know, 1940s-ish vibe. But the story hasn't quite hooked me as much as I really like seeing what they're doing on the pages.
1: Which is beautiful. I think there's. I think you're right. I think there's. A, and and it's funny because the the belia, the belia color connects it to Scotty's young. You know, he's writing it. Yeah. He's not drawing it, but it gives you that feeling that oh, this is a Scotty Young thing. Which was the same thing with Bully Wars, which I finished and actually really enjoyed. Um, mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I got the the trade came out this week. I'm gonna read it to my kids because I think that they'll like that. This is. Yeah, the only thing about this one is that like there's a mystery going on. And it feels like we're visiting a different thing each week. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked where they visited this week. I liked the carnival and they had to steal food and there's the fox. Yeah, this was, this was almost, almost like a short story. Yep. It, it was,
0: you wouldn't need to read this issue. The other issues is to follow this issue where the, kid, the kid's hungry at a carnival
1: and he's, he's got to find food, and steals food, and it runs into some of people and there's a cool robot. And... The robot was great. Um, yeah, I just, I, I feel like I actually haven't learned very much at all. And I know no. the the kid's trying to learn, but like he's got some wind powers of some kind. And his dad, I think his dad, in the first one, his dad turned into a tornado. Yeah, he did. Yeah, something like that. Um, so it's good, but I I feel like we need to learn a little more at some point. I agree,
0: I agree. But for now, I mean, my 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 goodness, it's a really good looking. The colors we know Jean Francois Billu is great. Mm-hmm. He's been coloring Scotty Young for years. Um, but I just love how bright and colorful this book is. I mean, it, they're at a carnival, obviously, so there's lots of colors. But it, it just—it's really well colored. And uh, Jorge uh, Corona is a terrific cartoonist. Yep,
1: really terrific cartoonist. Great robots, great, great animals, great people. I mean, you—you you would hope that Scotty has the ability to pick out a good cartoonist for himself. Yeah, sure, <laughs> he knows. Yeah, it's—it's it's really fun. Now, I—I I missed. I really liked Mars Attacks one, and then I missed the second. I think the second and third one, it's some because I just wasn't looking for it. So I have four and five here, but I haven't read them. Okay, um, but you can spoil anything. I, I assume that we're talking about it. That's well, a good thing. So,
0: well,
1: yeah, it's really good. Talk about books that I
0: I totally expect to get canceled, but I guess haven't been. Um, Mars Attacks Five, Kyle Starks, Chris Schweitzer, and the first three issues were somewhat repetitive. Like they they just they they followed the, the father and the son as they've been escaping from the Martian attack and there's sort of like you know it was almost like the walking dead where uh they would meet a new group of people those people would get killed by the martians and the father and son would escape and move on at the end of the issue and, they, and then they repeat three times um, in the fourth issue that that dynamic changed i'm not going to spoil it cuz we we talked about it on the show but you weren't on it so it's fine um, and this fifth issue is all about the aftermath of that when they have they have there's now a captured martian and they've got the martian tech and and it also it almost becomes a little bit uh Independence Day-ish, where the sun gets recruited to join the military to invade Mars, uh, because they don't really have anybody left to join the military. So any, any able bodied person really is is called in. And uh I just love the way this is moving in, in, in a totally different direction than the beginning of the series is, and the art is terrific. Um I don't know I mean, I, I assume this is not a long term book. I assume this is a this is like a six issue miniseries or a twelve, but um, it's, it's a really fun and interesting ride while it's been lasting. And the twist and the last issue really elevated the book uh, into an, a different place in terms of it it subverted my expectations. And so now it's in a different, now the story's different. It's really good. Yeah. yeah. Really, really good. I mean, these guys are really good cartoonists and storytellers. And we talked about them before with, with, uh, Rocky big rock rock. Yeah.
1: Not big rock. And, just, uh, Rock. uh, uh
0: this is a really good look. And we're talking about cartooning. I mean, the, the Chris Schweitzer art here is terrific. And, oh, he's a great uh,
1: cartoonist. Great.
0: Yeah. And Kyle Starks, he he knows how to hold a beat really well. They use they use silent panels here really effectively. And uh, the four and five have really been a tour de force for this book, I think.
1: Cool. Well, I have those two. I'm just going to read those. I'm not going to – Yeah, you don't it. really need – I mean, I'll, two and
0: three are basically the same. I'll figure it out. Yeah. So those are the books we're going to talk about this week over at patreon.com slash Fanboy. Uh, the people there get to vote and add a book to the rundown. And occasionally what happens is a small band of misfits gets together and they, they get everyone to vote for a book. And, and they, this week it was Savage Dragon 242. Now, we have all your names and we're gonna, we have a list of everyone who voted for it and you will all get what's coming to you. I mean, we got so, what's coming
1: to us. But
0: before we get into this issue, I would like to point out um, Savage Dragon is a book that when it launched in the 90s and I was a teenager, I loved the book. I was a big Eric Larson fan and he's kept at it for 242 months and that's impressive. I also looked up, and we've been, you know, our old co-host Ron was a big fan of this book, and so we would talk about it occasionally, as into the 200s, actually, as the, mm-hmm. was most, the most recent book I could find that was on the show. So it's not like the book is unknown to us or the show. Now, I did find it interesting to not read a number one, because we normally get a number one issue with these patron picks. So that was an interesting challenge. And for me, I didn't want to go into this cynically, even though I know that, I've sort of grown beyond the book at this point. Um, I wanted to sort of see what, what, what it was going to be like to re- return to a book that I had read 20 plus years, 30 years ago. And uh, not really much since then. And it was kind of like being in a country where they kind of speak English, but it's a different English. So you're kind of, you kind of know what everyone's saying, but you don't really know what's going on. Things are sort of familiar, but they're not. Um, but I could not make heads or tails of this issue. And I think that clearly Eric Larson is, he's writing for the small group of people that are reading this book for 242 issues, because there's, there's, was like nothing to help you with this issue to figure out what was going on or who the people were or what their relationships were. It was just the 242nd chapter of, which is totally fine. He doesn't have to make it accessible. He doesn't want to, it's his book, but it was, I was completely just like. What? who what's happening? What is this? Who are these people? Um, I mean, there was some really interesting panels here, but there was also some really wonky panels. Um, yeah, it was a it was
1: a slog for me. Uh, I imagine you hated this. i I didn't hate it, but I just knew going in. like I've tried to read it before, and I don't get it. I didn't ever read it. I've read random things here and there. I knew it wasn't, you know, I, I know it's never been for me. And I read this, and, like, I, I I did go in with an open mind. And I thought, what I actually thought was, well, the fact that people picked this issue, there must be some reason. There must be something uh, reason, about the,
0: the this. was they thought the cover was wacky. That was the inciting incident. Well, fair
1: enough. Uh, so, I thought maybe there would be some sort of, you know, moment or watershed in this that would sort of give me enough to grab onto. But... I was, I have I had no idea who <laughs> anyone was, what, you know, anything was. I was 100% lost. There are some anagrams to Marvel characters. There's like a Daredevil slash ant woman. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Thor, pretty much looks like Thor, but with less clothes. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoyed the art. You know, mm-hmm. I liked, I like how loose and brushy uh, the Eric Larson stuff was. Yeah. Uh, there there was something to that that I think, and, and over time, like his, his style has really sort of congealed into, you know, when you do this like this for so long, you, you, you develop, a, an artist will develop a lot of their own shorthands. And sometimes mm-hmm. that becomes like their own, their own style, even more than it was originally. And I actually like this better than I used to, like the way he used to draw.
0: Yeah. There's a couple of i thought we we're really good in here yeah. he has that big dynamic kirby-esque yeah you know action he he's of, he's of the old school which he thinks comics should be done this way and it's and he's very good at it
1: yeah um then to me it's like i'm not actually sure is this guy with the fin is this always savage dragon no i think that's his son okay that's what i thought because I was like, he doesn't look quite like Savage Dragon. But then there's a younger one? I guess he's had a lot of kids over the years. That's one of the jokes
0: is that the father, there's one part where the, the one of the mothers is explaining to the kids that your father has had a lot of kids.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think these are all his kids.
1: All right. But I don't so know. So was Savage I mean, Dragon again, even, was he even I'm in even this? In his, no. Okay. I wonder if he's dead. I don't know. Yeah, I was completely lost. So again, I kind of just read this to look at the art. And I read it like I I put in the effort, um, but there was definitely a certain point where I was like, "This isn't going to get any. There's there's <laughs> n- there's nothing here." So it's not getting any easier for me. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's just no, not, I, I, it, I,
1: unclear, I, really. So, okay, you, <laughs> you asked for it, you got it. That's <laughs> our review of Savage Dragon Two Forty Two. I hope you're happy. Yep. Uh, ratings. 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 Even ratings. this is hard. Like that review was not like this was bad. That would be like if you took me to a high lie game. I mean, like, what'd you think of that game? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of what, what it felt like. Um, like it look, that looked like it took some athletic prowess. Right. You know, I don't know if that guy was playing, was he an off-the-ball high li player? I don't know. Things are happening very quickly. Yeah, that's true. This, it moved quickly, I'll give it that. So... But at the end of the day, I had to say, so where's the main character? Was he in this? You no, know, he, he wasn't in this. <laughs> Oh, okay. Not a good sign. Well, not... Yeah.
0: But I, And I can't fault it because, no. like I said, it's it's clearly for people who've been reading it this whole
1: time. And and also, like, trying to make it as a jump on point is a fool's errand, and he knows that, so... Yeah. So, like obviously, you want to just give him congratulations. Hey, you're still doing the thing you want to do. Good for you. That's my rating. Handshake. <laughs> Here, you Handshake know what? Handshake out of five. Instead of a rating... Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna share a story. Uh, at New York Comic-Con a My number stories of... Stories almost always get you in trouble, but let's continue. It's okay. At New York Comic-Con a number of years ago, um, we went to have, uh, Shake Shack, uh, with Chris Eliopoulos. Um, Chris Eliopoulos famously contributed strips to the first part of the run um for Savage Drag where we put his desperate time strips in the back of it. So he's very close with Eric Larson. So at the last minute, they're like Eric Larson is gonna uh tag along with us to Shake Shack and we were like, cool, where should we go? Well we can't go downtown because the there's protests happening from the um what was it? The what was the who of the protest? You weren't there? I was there. I don't even remember the protest. It's the, the one where they were was all— the Republican convention? No, no, no. Uh it was the Occupy. Oh, Occupy Wall Street was happening. Yeah, that was happening. They were protesting up there. Um, so we got to the Shake Shack just off of Times Square, which was new at the time, and there was a big line to get inside. So we all hung out and we talked, and it was, it was fun. Um, Eric Larson loves hamburgers, apparently. Like, it's a big thing for him. Uh, and then uh, two people got in a fight, and somebody pulled a knife out. <laughs> That's just right. I blocked this out, but yeah. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And it didn't end That's with right. a stabbing. During
0: the night, we almost witnessed a murder with Eric Larson.
1: Yep. That's and, right. I that. And then. About that. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was a lot of yelling And then somebody basically decided to run away Instead of stabbing someone We didn't get out of line though, because it was a long line <laughs> <laughs> We'd been we there for hungry. a while I'm to be honest, we wanted to have dinner with Eric Larson So, you know, we were willing to risk Being part of a, a brouhaha And or melee So I'm going to give it that knife fight story Out of five Alright, sticking with it Nope No, neither Alright,
0: so let's talk about patron powers over at patreon.com If you give it the $5 or higher level uh, you can get your own superpower on the show. And
1: <laughs> I feel like what we didn't just do was was uh, discourage people from choosing books like this again. they think, like, well, we might get interesting stories at the end of it if not a good review. People should vote for whichever book they want us to it's read. True. That's true. No, what it's what absolutely they true. If you okay. want to do that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. This is what you get, though.
0: You get okay. you get that. Tyler Brilli is the first patient we're going to thank. Tyler can – he can see everyone's pain points. So oh, wow. Like uh when he when he activates its power, everybody becomes a black outline and he can see sort of a heat map of where they're in pain. Mm-hmm.
1: Like Midnighter. Yes. But didn't Midnighter see like their weaknesses? Uh Karnak saw weaknesses. Midnighter Midnighter would uh know all of the moves they would be able to make or were going to make right. before they would make them. So his thing was I would I've won the fight before it started.
0: Right. No, what what Tyler does is like he can see that guy's got a
1: bad knee. Oh. You
0: know, maybe maybe attack the knee,
1: you know, so there, the, guy, the pain points are work. not species specific, but but individual specific.
0: individually, like, oh, that person currently is in a lot of pain in his right. elbow. right. I can't or imagine how you thought of this. Sometimes it's the heart that's in pain.
1: hey know. so so he just he's mean to them. <laughs> just you know, thought
0: maybe someone just had a heartbreak, mm-hmm. or they had a lot of steak, and there's a an artery problem. either way.
1: Tyler sees the pain points. Paul Houlihan mm-hmm. can cure colorblindness. He can cure colorblindness. Yeah, he just he lays hands on the colorblind and where the once they were the colorblind, now they can color see. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so Cool. The effect of that is that people will go from having a by necessity bland wardrobe to really well, being able to mix it up. Understand that
0: colorblindness is not black and white. I have that's color true. Blindness. It's mostly just people. Most people with colorblindness have problems with differentiating shades of color at times. Yes, that's, that's what I have. Other people, we I met one once,
1: do truly don't see color. Yeah. But that's rare. My understanding but, is boy. that uh, it like there are certain colors that are I- I- unable more. to be differentiated between so Other like colors are more different Gr-
0: green and, and and green and red and, and
1: brown yeah is the problem. Uh, so uh, like I have a friend who why have we never talked about this with you? That's weird. I have a friend though like he't can't, he't can't, uh, he can't dress himself basically so he, he buys everything in beige and blue. So that he well, knows everything will the, match.
0: That's what I talked about with the guy I met, and he says, uh, "Actually, Ron and I met him at a dinner party, and Ron was the one having this conversation. I was having a different conversation, but I was also listening." Was that? But well, I did meet him later. He uh, he buys, he goes into a store and gets a salesperson and says, "Just give me that outfit." I remember like, that on the on the on the mannequin, and then he puts it in a bag and keeps all the outfits together, and he keeps them all together. Hmm. So that's how he knows what.
1: Listen, he puts together. Paul comes along. No problem anymore. Alright. Doesn't doesn't necessarily give you good taste. It's not gonna cure no. that, but at least you'll know what you're working with. Michael Sturgeon has attack eyebrows.
0: Go on. They can they fly off of his face <laughs> and they attack people. Do they make this sound? <laughs> they, they they like they smack you in the face, they can poke you and they're yeah, exactly.
1: exactly. That was them getting back on his face. Right. Exactly. That's what happens. I like that. That's a lot. Of, that was a lot of fun for me. Uh, Michael J. D'Argenio is immune to plot twists. He mean? knows. He knows everything that's going to happen in the story. He's much like the Midnighter of uh, stories. Of story. stories. Yeah. So he, he really. So hates he just not? Does he just not engage
0: with stories? Books, he just has movies. to he
1: just has to come at it from a different level and he hates M. Night Shyamalan. Hates it. So, so really but, you want to have your characters developed in his case. So it's only plot twists, it's not just regular twists of, of a story. Just plot twists. So he, like- he knows what the beats are gonna be, but the plot twists are, are really glaring. I see. Because most of us, you know, you you know that when those of us who think about these sort of things a lot, you know, well, if this character says this, then this is the thing that pretty much has to happen, that's the choice. You know, so you can kind of go that way, but the really unexpected twist, he also sees that coming with certainty, with clarity from moment one.
0: I'd like to point out that last week when you gave Austin Riley his bonus power, Mm -hmm. because the previous week you'd given him a duplicate and you said you would give him a new one,
1: Uh that bonus power was also duplicate. All right, here we go. Austin Riley has grasshopper legs. Grasshopper legs, Ross and Riley. Okay, he's getting his money's worth, is what I'm saying. <laughs> he's
0: he got has three powers. I, I, told you, I love, I love this as a
1: Daisy, daisy chain where he ends up with a 400 powers. He, he's not. I won't take any away from him. Austin is up to. He's got grasshopper. He's gonna be a grotesque figure at the got end of this.
0: Legs. He can keep fish alive, and he knows the cost of everything.
1: I've done the fish
0: alive before too. Yeah, not that far off either. It was in the
1: 600s. Huh. Well, what since is- I started recording up here in the living room in the winter, I'm looking right at the fish the whole time. <laughs> well, the thing is,
0: you you should stop, because you're just wasting powers you're going to need
1: later. <laughs> no, I'm just using, I'm reusing them anyway. Okay. I wrote that's three fine. today, and I happen to have grasshopper legs there. I decided they didn't want to use it, and then yeah. I found a use for it. So, you know, all good. Picture this is going to get no, worse.
0: No, Boy, that's where you go, you can get your your dumb power at the $5 higher level. You can vote on the patron pick at any level. You can enjoy the patron hangout at any level, which we did last weekend, Mm -hmm. which was fun. So all those things happening at patreon.com slash plus you can help us get to our next stretch goal, which is the monthly non comics media podcast as well as uploading all of the missing full length and mini video shows to YouTube, which were taken down by our old distributor. We can put them back up on our YouTube channel. If we hit the next stretch goal, which is not that far off, so check it out. Patreon.com slash ifanboy. Also the t-shirt store, Ifanboy.threadless.com, seven designs, the Ifanboy logo shirt, the Herm shirt, the Pickle league podcast ratings. If one is electro, GDAT, nothing makes sense, nothing matters. And Josh, I ordered finally a couple of those shirts for myself. I hadn't ordered any in a while. Wow. So I'm gonna have my very own nothing makes sense, nothing matters shirt to wear around town. Ooh. To display to everyone.
1: And somebody would be like, that's
0: grim, and you'd be like, it's a top seller. <laughs> it is Ifamway.com slash support Direct donation via PayPal happens there We just got another one this week And it was a very oddly specific number We thank everyone whoever did that That was very funny for us And Ifamway.com slash Amazon Is where you can go check out the books From the Booksplode show As well as a general link on Amazon, for Amazon shopping We thank everyone who does any of the fa- previous things To help support the show And keep the lights on We do appreciate that very much
1: What do you do uh, we're, we're, We can do one we're Yeah let's do the first one Which was a holdover from last week all right, uh, Dav- I, Davin yeah. P. You read it. I'll read it. You read it. Daven P. says, uh, while reading West Coast Avengers, I was reminded of the older method of cross referencing other current issues or storylines. At the beginning of issue three, the Avengers were clearing a bunch of snow, and it was attributed to something that happened in the current issue of Thor. Using Marvel Unlimited, I figured out that it was Thor three forty eight and three forty nine, which I was proceeded to read. Funny enough, those issues referenced two other issues, and if there were if those were current, I probably would have gone down that rabbit hole and be buying all of these issues. Uh, you kind of mentioned on the episode that the universe used to feel connected, and now people are just trying to make important runs. But I think this is what got us addicted to comics in the first place. Is it because there's no bullpen? Is it some kind of forgotten art form? And do you think we'll ever see it again?
0: We'll get into that in one second. Go a couple ahead.
1: points of clarity. I
0: don't think we said people are trying to make important runs. I just think the people's runs The people's runs are siloed off now. Yes. And they're writing for trade stories. Um, yes. Two, the, the bullpen was a myth. Uh,
1: that's not... Totally
0: true. In terms of the no the writers and the art, art right. like in the very beginning they were all around cause Stan and Jack were doing everything, but that quickly went away and the production teams were in the bullpen, but yes. the writers were writers weren't writing in the offices and th- that wasn't it's just it's a different style. Um I did notice in Savage Dragon this week that there was a lot of um those kind of editors' notes for the for itself, which was mm-hmm. fun. I did like that. Yeah. Uh, and he's right. I mean, comics were basically kind of a weird Ponzi scheme where you <laughs> you would read one, and then it would say, "Go check out this other others." You ch- check that out, and then that issue would reference two others, and three, and four, and all of a sudden there was, you know, it's like Amway. Uh, yeah,
1: I mean, I, the the fact is that's what hooked me. Yeah, and that's that was how I discovered other things at that time. Now, just we're we're talking about. Here's why. That doesn't happen anymore. I think is that one, you know, they are siloed out, and that's almost, it's almost like they, they've they've decided that they can't actually get the continuity all right, so they sort of gave so it up. And they're also writing for Evergreen trades, more right? Than, that too. And, yeah. So that's that's the other
0: side of it. Um, and also, when your books are coming out, some books are every two weeks, some books are every are every week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's, it, there's not a standardized shipping schedule, so uh, it's it's hard to kind of keep that in line when you don't, when the books aren't really coming out at the same frequency.
1: And then then I think th- I think there's another factor to it, which is economic. By the time that we got used to this, comics were 75 cents. Yeah. And so you think about that. Like now, I don't think that if you were to look at the inflation rate, it, it quite equals that. But because circulation has gone down so much, uh, cost of printing will have gone up per issue and then the cost That's of the shank. talent.
0: So I remember in nineteen 1990- ninety. Nineteen ninety, okay. I think, was when comics changed over to, to a, dollar. a dollar. I think it was when I was in junior high school, and I was that year. We'll just say. It I
1: Quickly went to a dollar twenty-five after that, but yeah,
0: nineteen ninety or it was a dollar went to dollar twenty-five. That might have been it. Okay. Anyway, so a dollar in eighty-eight it was seventy-five cents. A dollar nineteen ninety is a dollar ninety-four now. So okay, so Congress there you go.
1: Rapidly outfleshed. Uh, so, I mean, but th- but there are different things happening there, though. One circulation
0: has
1: yeah circulation has dropped precipitously. I mean, yeah. they could sell a million issues or something back then. It wasn't everything, but that's unheard of today. Three hundred thousand is sort of the limit that anybody gets to today, and that's what a lot of variant covers and things like that. Yeah. Um, printing costs are way up from what they used to be, and they the economies of scale in the amount of stuff that they're printing. If you think they're you know they're where they were doing you know, 100,000, 200,000 issues that they were printing, uh, now they're doing twenty, thirty thousand. 30,000. That makes your cost a lot higher per issue. So all those things mean that, like, I don't think that people... But also you're you're paying professional, you know, colorists now in which there was just a bullpen...
0: Yep, you staff know, guys, same with letters. Job. It's, it's, it's more... Exp- the, the biggest cost of any comic is still the talent, and it's more mm-hmm. expensive now than it was then. The, the point is that it was easier to...
1: Go down that rabbit hole oh, when it was right, yeah. It's a comic than it was at four dollars a comic, right? And um, so that became the thing, and that worked on Connor and I like a treat. I mean, it was yeah. it was what is going on over here? I want to check that out. Um, and also just to let you know that there was another thing. So if you liked this bit, uh, what was happening in this book, you would probably like what was happening in the other book if you got to see it from a different angle. And it was great. I mean, that when we were reading that Avengers book, and also I was reading, um. I was reading uh, Simonson's Thor, you know, and, and you just see somebody going by in the background. Where's that guy going? Check here. And I was like, that's awesome. I loved that. Um, there were also fewer comics coming out then, too. That's a good point. Also, yeah. The, you know, the, I, did,
0: I did notice this week in that – I'm just going to go out, go ahead and say terrible issue of Miles Morales' Spider-Man this week um, – that Captain America did run off to help with something. And it was said, follow Captain America to Avengers number 14. So they didn't do that. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it's, a, it's a super rarity. And yeah. that's why it
1: stands out now when you see it. You know, and I also I also think there's an element of, you know, it feels antiquated. When they do it now, it's like when Bendis was like, I'm going to do Thought Bubbles again. Like, it's a it's a gimmick, but before it was part and parcel of the project. And it's not that anymore. I don't think we can return to it. I really liked that it was a thing. Um, I think the markets do. I, I think you could probably return to it if the conditions were the same, but they just aren't. Yeah. And then also, I... I I'm sure the editors have always been overworked, but I bet this is one more bit of something that would make their jobs tougher. <laughs> Seriously, you know, like if if there was another step to putting these books out, which are always, you know, they're running right on margin and they're like the timing is you, we need to get this stuff done overnight so we can get it out. They're on the schedule. You think about it, Marvel and DC, same amount of editors, they're putting out two books a month for each title now. Yeah. That's a lot of work. So, at the same time, then you have to go and cross reference everything that's happening in there, and you can't control the shipping schedule on that other thing, and you don't remember, you know, like it's just not that world now. Um, right. But it was a great part of what that world was. Absolutely. I, I love it. I, 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 it's so good. For sure. Uh huh. All right. So, that's uh, email contact
0: at fanboy.com if you want to get into the show. Thanks to everyone who wrote in this week. Um, we'll try to do better getting more emails on, but there's just a lot to talk about uh let's do some plugs. So we have the reign of Superman show back there in the feed it was our last special edition show. Our next one will be Captain Marvel, which will be in about a week. Is that the correct number? Two weeks? Two weeks, two weeks three, two, two, three weeks. Weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks, two weeks. comes out in two weeks. I have my ticket. So we'll be talking about that. Do. and then and then soon we'll <laughs> have the April special edition Apocalypse coming, in which there's one every week, I think. But
1: there's a lot of special edition shows coming
0: to you soon.
1: Um, I, I will mention this for the last time, but we did talk about American Carnage again. And uh, for December, I released uh, an interview uh, with Brian Edward Hill, Talksplode, at the very end of January. Um, if you haven't checked that out, please do. Uh, this month, you will find, uh, just just before this show, uh, the February Talksplode on time uh, with uh, with artist and writer. Not art. Well, he is an artist. That's what we found out. Letterer, artist, writer, um, and all-around really good guy, uh, Joe Caramagna of... New Jersey, United States. Um, him and I talked for a while. Um, I, I, I really dug the the. You know, he he, he went to the Kubert School. Uh, you know, to be a cartoonist, and we talked about his time at the at the Kubert School and and you know, being taught by Joe Kubert. Then his time in the Marvel bullpen. Um, and right. then, sort of, how he got to where he is now, and uh, just you know, sometimes you, you you meet people or you know people who just have like this this great attitude, and they're just really happy to be doing what they're doing. And, and Joe's a great example of that. So uh, you should go listen to that. Uh, if you, I mean, you might be thinking you would be thinking wrong. Like, I don't want to listen to a show with a letter. That is all the wrong way to approach comics. It, it just is. So we we
0: are getting ready for the next books blow. That'll be next month. We keep changing what was going to be. We we're, have like
1: we're kicking books. some footballs.
0: We have four books we want to talk about. We just try to figure out what order we're going to do them. So as soon as we know, we'll let you know. We have to decide soon anyway, so uh, it'll it'll be it'll be soon. But we every literally every couple of days I keep proposing a different book, or Josh does and we go, okay, shit, and so then we have to move everything around. So uh, including a listener sent in a good a good idea that we're going to put to the run into the list. So. It's coming. My point is it's coming. In the meantime, head over to ifanboy.com. You can find all the previous podcasts we just talked about as well as the weekly Pick of the Week show you just listened to and also find out what the Pick of the Week is uh, before the show comes out by liking facebook.com slash ifanboy and following us on Twitter at ifanboy. Individually, we are at J A. Flanagan on Twitter and Instagram and at
1: CSKilpatrick on Instagram. If you like this show, you should leave a review over at the iTunes or a star rating or something. Just do do something. For God's sakes, do something. No, uh, do something uh, like that for another show you like. It doesn't necessarily even have to be ours if you've done it before. Um, that helps the shows out. Uh, it helps us make fun of that other podcast who are our friends um, who just it's stupid, I'm not even going to bother right now um, you should definitely do that but even better than that, go to social media tell your friends about it, tell uh, folks who are following you about it, uh, who might be interested in the show, uh, we, we always really appreciate that uh, and the folks who do it um, it's always a bright spot in my day when I see that somebody sort of said, I like this show a lot please check it out, um, it makes me feel really good especially after all this time um, so there, thank you for that yeah, thank you that's that'll it. do, yeah. that's your show
0: Uh, that's your show until next week i'm connor i'm josh thanks so much